This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to simpletolose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today, simpletolose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network Weekend Edition. Jeff Fisher here. You look great today. I mean that. You really do. So much to get to. We've got um, abounding stories uh, from top stories in the news to the underlying issues of the day. However, as you know, you may or may not know, um, you know, I've talked about it before. I'm I'm turning 100 years old this year. I mean, I'm 99 right now. So, you know, for those of you fellow centurions, <laughs> uh, you know, I found a site that uh, has some discounts that you can receive from retailers. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if you're 100 like me, you can save money. And you may not have even known it. I mean, I just tweeted out at Jeffy MRA the the link to all these companies that have, well, they call them senior discounts. I mean, I'm talking about Centurion discounts, the 100-year-old discounts. But Applebee's, Arby's, Ben & Jerry's, Bennigan's. Bob's Big Boy, Boston Market, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Chili's, CeCe's Pizza, Culver's, Dunkin' Donuts, Einstein Bagels, Fuddruckers, Gotti's Pizza, Golden Corral, Hardee's, Jack in the Box, KFC, Krispy Kreme, Long John Silver's, McDonald's, McDonald's only discounts the coffee, Mrs. Fields, Shoney's, Sonic, Steak and Shake, ooh, Sweet Tomatoes, Taco Bell, TCBY, Tea Room Cafe, Village Inn, Waffle House, White Castle. Those are just a, a small list of restaurants that are giving some kind of discount for seniors. And all you got to do is ask. So if you follow me on Twitter, I also put it up on my Facebook page. Uh, and if you travel by rail, Amtrak, bus, Greyhound, 
When's the last time you took a bus somewhere? You want to talk about fun. <laughs> you want to talk about fun. Take a bus across the country. Fun. Fun is what it is. That's the only word I can think of. Been quite a while since I, I now I'm sidetracked to a bus trip I had. But I took a bus trip, uh, Trailways. At the time, it was before uh, Greyhound. I think Greyhound and Trailways are together now, one big company. But uh, I took a trip from Michigan to Florida on a Trailways bus. Uh, did I say it was fun? Because it was fun. And at that time, uh, you know, 70 years ago, uh, Greyhound was on strike. So all the bus riders in the world were taking trailways. So they were locked up. They were riding trailways two and three to a mule when I took it. I mean, they were packed. And you go to their main hub. One of the main hubs was in Cincinnati. And you tried to get it. You had to wait there for buses. And then we ended up somewhere, some other little small city. And then we ended up in Memphis, I think. And then we ended up, my final destination was in, um, was it Tampa? No, St. Petersburg. And they didn't have my luggage when I got there. Oh, it's on another bus. Big surprise. That they couldn't say, oh, he's going to be on that bus. Let's put that suitcase there. No, you can't do that. And... Oh, my gosh. I made the huge mistake, too. I was traveling. We started out in uh, where the heck was we? Sag- Saginaw, Michigan. And we ended up in Cincinnati. We were waiting for our, our catch another bus. And I was traveling. Another friend of mine hopped the bus in Saginaw was going to go to Boston. So he, he and I were in Cincinnati waiting on different buses. And if you walk a few blocks from where the bus station is in Cincinnati, there are you know, places called bars. And you can go in there. They serve alcohol and food and, you know, they fun and frivolity. You know that if you drink an excess amount of alcohol, when you get back on the bus, after a little while, it's not the word I said. It's not fun at all. It's a long ride on the Trailways bus, full of people, uncomfortable. And I... I know we were we were someplace. It wasn't Cincinnati. It was some other small city. We were waiting on buses because the they were over overpacked. We were in some small bus station in some god awful city, and we're waiting on new buses to show up. And I finally here come some new buses, and people are you know pushing and shoving and getting on buses because they want to get out of there. And I hop up on the bus, and that's of course because I mean I'm sure that's where they lost my luggage. I mean where the wherever my luggage was. It showed up in St. Petersburg eventually. They didn't lose it altogether. I guess they just misplaced it for a while. And then, uh, so I hop up on the bus, and I'm looking for a place to seat. And there's no, I mean, the seats are full. And I see one seat open. All right, I got a seat. I'm on this bus, baby. And it's all the way back. Stupid of me to take this. I should have waited for another bus. All the way back. Up against the wall, so you can't lean all the way back. It's just got like maybe a quarter of an inch movement in that seat, so you're not you can't lean it back at all. And do you know that if you're in the back of the bus, that's where the bathroom is. That's where the toilet on the bus is. So all night long people are getting up and going into the 
up in the toilet and opening and closing the door and the lights on and and noises and aroma. <laughs> it is a fun ride. I mean, if you want to have, I, did I say fun? Because that's what I mean. I mean fun. Take a Trailways bus, sit all the way in the back across from the bathroom. You will have the ride of your life. Anyway, and some more senior. I, I tweeted it out. You can, there's all kinds of uh, uh, hotels and uh, motels and activities and entertainment. Oh my gosh, AMC theaters, ballet, fitness, Bush Gardens, uh, Carmark Cinemas, Cinemark, U.S. National Parks, Regal Cinemas. All if you're turning a hundred like I am this year, yeah, yeah, discounts all over the place, but. They make a key in the story that you have to ask. So be sure to ask, hey, what about your old person discount? Make them give it to you. What the heck? I mean, they offer it, right? <laughs> all right. So what's new in the world? Anything Anything at all happening in the world? Oh, wait. Yeah. We're at curfew, state of emergency in the fine city of Baltimore. I won't go into great detail. There's plenty of hosts all day and all week have gone into you know great detail in the Baltimore riots. I'll just give you some headlines so you can walk away today and you can say, yeah, I heard about that because it's sad. And I, it's probably going to get worse. It's probably going to get worse because charges are being filed against the six officers that – Apparently, they say that Freddie Gray's death was a homicide. So tensions have kind of eased a little bit in Baltimore on the streets because they're saying, yay, that's right, we were right. It was a homicide. It killed Freddie. That's why we're burning the city down and we're rioting because they killed Freddie. And the police suck. And we've been held down by the man forever. Uh-huh. Well... Just remember, I hope, I hope and pray that the prosecutors are correct. I, if they're bad police, take them, take them to jail. Let them go themselves. They should, shouldn't have happened at all. But if they're doing it just to ease the tensions a little bit in Baltimore... When it comes out that, hey, um, they're not guilty, uh, when was it easier to believe that? Now or down the road a ways? Because now it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter anyway. But it's going to be bad if these guys get off. And, of course, the prosecutor yeah she's a fantastic and she strongly condemns anyone in law enforcement with access to trial evidence who has leaked information prior to the resolution of this case you're only damaging our ability to conduct a fair and impartial process for all parties involved i hope that as we move forward with this case everyone will respect due process and refrain from doing anything that will jeopardize our ability to seek justice Thank you. Thank you. We all, we all want justice. So I'll just give you the headlines. Uh, You know, they had a big GoFundMe page. Of course, that had to stop. You can't do that. GoFundMe took it down and said, you know, it's an ongoing trial. 
We're not going to do it. Good luck. God bless. Uh, Baltimore Police Union calls charges. Egregious rust adjustment. Of course. Of course. Um, The Police Association, of course, is saying that the prosecutor's many conflicts of interest in the Freddie Gray case. Of course, uh, our president and leader and commander-in-chief of justice needs to be served. Yes, it does. Thank you. We appreciate it. Go back to the golf course. Now, we had stories earlier this week that um, Freddie was uh, banging himself around in the paddy wagon. And that may have caused his death. We also uh, had another story last night that broke that an an anonymous uh, Baltimore police officer revealed to uh, Kelly on the Kelly files of Fox News that uh, Freddie Gray was an informant. What? And it said, this particular anonymous police officer uh, said that Freddie was one of those that uh, would put on a show on the streets, but you bring him into the station, and he was a great witness. Huh. And even, I mean, Megyn Kelly, even, well, we hadn't heard that before. No, we haven't. Now, the people who believe that, uh, you know, the man is uh, keeping us down believe that this was just another distraction story that isn't really true like him throwing himself around in the paddy wagon couldn't be true like the guy who said uh, i heard him uh, running around and banging himself in the paddy wagon um he's a liar too and he's come out we know his name we know who he is and he's afraid of his life but he says i you know i i heard what i heard that's awful nice awful nice and then of course we have Our pal Al Sharpton, who, of course, will hold his little march to Washington to push for the Justice Department to take over. Yeah, that's what we need. That's why we're going to do this march from here to Washington, which is maybe 10 minutes. Thanks, Al. We need the Justice Department to step in and take over policing in this country. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what we were thinking. Yes. We need to take the weapons away from the police officers, too. Right? Right. But when you have tweets out there, like I was following, I was watching, uh, following some tweets, especially from uh, uh, hashtag revolt and uh, Operation Ferguson still out there and anonymous. A uh, Nick1877, the U.S. is not civilized. It's a brutal, repressive oligarchy. The police are there to protect the 1% and their assets. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this story, one of my favorite stories from the, the rioting days. I'm not sure why he was wearing a mask because he 
came out and told us his name, but they're calling him Baltimore Batman. Baltimore Batman. He worked at a bar. The riots had started. He left. He begged. He said, you know, people are banging. People are burning. People are rioting, taking stuff, looting. He said, I want to stay. I want to stay in the in the bar, in the liquor store that I work at so I can, you know, not try to save it. And he left. And then he saw that the place was being trashed, so he came back. He had donned a long, dark overcoat, slipped on a white surgical mask, and was wielding a machete. I was just trying to get the bar cleared. I didn't want them to set it on fire and destroy everything. Now, he saved it. He saved it, no problem. Now, he's an ex-con. Huh. Amazing, an ex-con trying to do good. It's funny how that... I thought all ex-cons were bad. Anyway, and he did. Baltimore Batman. The surgical mask, the machete, the long, dark jacket. Huh? Yeah, the streets of Baltimore are safer. Because of the Baltimore Batman. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-3393 is the phone number. A little sad news segment for you. If As if riding in Baltimore and across the country and in other big cities isn't enough sad news for you. Uh, singer Ben E. King dies at the age of 76. You remember him for Stand By Me. Blues legend B.B. King reports he's in hospice at his Vegas home. 89-year-old musician posted thanks to his fans. Uh, saying he's had diabetes forever, and he canceled some of his appearances uh, at the end of uh, last year. So he's uh, struggling uh, and with hospice and will soon, uh, will soon get bad news about B.B. King. I mean, I've seen B.B. a couple times. He was great. And uh, so 
Prayers out to BB. And uh, another big, huge, huge, huge sad news. Uh, it's very disappointing, and and I feel sorry. I I almost welled up there. A tear, just a tear, just left my eye and landed on my cheek because the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, said he's not going to go to Russia. No, he's not going to go to Russia for the Soviet Union's party because of the victory in World War II because they wouldn't meet his demands for special treatment. Now, a spokesman for the Kremlin said uh, he decided to stay in Pyongyang due to internal issues. Uh, we uh, we were ready for the rock and roll for the man. Uh, we had everything uh, starting to set up for him, but uh, he said, uh, hey, I want special treatment. I am the leader of this country, and I will not be a freak show for the global press. Wait. But you are a freak show for the global press. Never mind that he's already already executed a couple dozen of his leaders because they challenged his authority. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that whole nuclear reactor in North Korea firing up again. It's okay. It's okay because I wanted to go to Russia and meet with Vladimir, but they would give me special treatment. <laughs> the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome to a big day on the Blaze Radio today. Uh, I mean, let alone that I'm on for two hours. But you've got a big day for a pure Opelka. He goes to two hours today. He's trying to catch up to me. You know that. Uh, after my show at 8 Eastern. And then uh, premiere of Andrew W.K., on the Blaze Radio Network, 10 to noon Eastern, America WK. Uh, and it's a party for Pure Opelka, so I'm not sure what his giveaway is going to be today to honor the uh, you know the two-hour show, but uh, I think maybe it's possible that he could be giving away the, you know, maybe a, maybe a two heart-shaped helium balloons with the face of Mike on both sides. So, <laughs> yeah. Think about that, would you? Yeah, the Pure Opelka heart-shaped helium balloons for your gift today. Take them anywhere with you. <laughs> yeah. How much do you love that? And also, uh, also don't forget to go to, to uh, the Blaze Radio uh, homepage. It's all new. It's all new. And this time, it's better. It's new and improved. Theblaze.com slash radio. It's got the list of all the shows, and we have uh, special uh, podcast uh, shows up on our homepage that uh, never make it to air, but are there for you. 
So go to theblaze.com slash radio. And if I want to sound, have you heard the George Foreman? I'll tell you like I tell them all. Invent help. So I'm going to, I'll tell you like I tell them all. Go to theblaze.com slash radio and download to your heart's content. Um, plus, it's a big day all around, uh, right? Uh, today, May 2nd, 2015. Whew. I forgot to celebrate May Day yesterday. <clears throat> oh, well. Maybe next year. Uh, we got uh, got the Kentucky Derby today, right? You get to have your little mint julep and wear the hat. For some reason, my wife wants to loves that silly Kentucky Derby. Always wants to go every year. Ugh. I'm going to have to take her one year. So if you have a box uh, at the Derby and you say, boy, Jeff, we'd love to have you join us, next year it'd be fine. You can email me, jeffy at glenbeck.com, J-E-F-F-Y at glenbeck.com, and, you know, I'll be happy to watch the race with you. Let my wife wear some silly-looking hat for the for the day. I'll even wear a silly-looking hat for the day. And then you've got the big fight tonight, right? Mayweather-Pacquiao. Oh, man. I actually, I, I don't want to spend the money, but I'd love to see the fight. It'll be fun to watch. These guys, think of this now. They're saying three hundred million is the three hundred million total. They're saying Mayweather is going to take home about one hundred and eighty, and Pacquiao takes the rest. That's not a bad day's work. Now, I, I but Jeff, they work out for months before they're fighting, then they have to get in a ring and fight. And they have to be in such great shape. I know. I understand it takes more than just the one night to be a top boxer. I got it. Uh, still, though, still, are you willing to do what they do for $180 million? I don't know. That's a tough gig, man. Get your head bashed in. I mean, it's a good joke to say you get in the ring for, you know, $180 million, let some guy pound your face in but my luck I get in the ring Mayweather decides he's just going to punch me around a little bit and not knock me out round two. Oh no please just knock me out just knock me out just knock me out round three I mean by the fourth round you're dead yes but he won 180 million dollars that'd be great now Mayweather uh, 40, not, Mayweather has not lost. He's the champ, baby. 47-0. and 0. Think about that. Won world titles in five separate weight classes. Huh? That's right. Now he's, you know, I know I get I got that, you know, he's he's not a nice guy. Whoa, a boxer that's not a nice guy. Surprise me. And Pacquiao's lost a few. Not much, though. He's only lost, what, five fights, two ties? That's not bad. And, uh, you know, I really I don't have any idea who could, uh, you know, who may or may not win. Um, you know, I don't know that I care. But it'd be nice to watch. I like watch boxing. I used to go to, uh, <laughs> they used to have boxing. Good friend of mine. 
Uh, he still may be back doing some boxing, uh, calling some ring announcing boxing. Uh, he did boxing for HBO for a bunch of years. And, and uh, Mark Biro, a good friend of mine from Tampa, uh, was a ring announcer forever in boxing. So we used to go to the boxing matches whenever they'd come to town, and Mark would be the ring announcer. And so, uh, you know, you'd be sitting on the you get there early because Mark is in there, and when they announce uh, the luminaries tonight, and Mark announces all the all the former, you know, the big time, uh, the big time people in the crowd, you always get an announcement from Mark. And, and did you know that according to the ring announcer? That I am the former Golden Glove heavyweight champion from Saginaw, Michigan. Thank you. You get to stay, stand up, give a little wave. Crowd gives you some applause. It's fantastic. But I love, well, I love watching boxing. It's fan, I mean, it's great. And you watch the fighters go back and forth. I mean, it's a. I know. I got. You know. I know. Oh, Jeff, it's violent. I know. I like it. Okay, two guys beating the crap out of each other for real. Nobody's in trouble and they're getting paid for it. Come on. Who doesn't like that? I mean, that's football, right? 22 guys on the field pounding each other. For real. Controlled rage. We love that in America. Love it. Okay. So they're projecting uh 300 million purse, they're 72 million ticket revenue. It's 100 bucks I think to watch it on pay-per-view. It'd be worth it. Uh, you know, it'd be worth it if you could, you know, you had a little party and watch the fight. It'd be really it'd be fun. Now, anybody that is going to pay for it on pay-per-view and then um, charge maybe 10 or 15 bucks on Periscope so that I can watch it on Periscope, call me. Periscope's going to shut that down today. Find that out. I have to look that up. See if Periscope's going to say, "Ah, oh, no, uh, you're not going to be doing that." It's pay per view. I bet you they. <laughs> I bet you the pay per view, Pacquiao and Mayweather people are on top of that. A lot of money. And I don't think that they'd be opposed to someone periscoping it, but they're not getting the money. So maybe you send a percentage to them and say, uh, "Hey guys, uh, you know what? I periscoped the fight and had uh, you know." 20 people. So instead of, you know, $2,000, here's 200. Bye. Good luck. God bless. Probably not. Probably not. And then you have the Kentucky, I mean, the Kentucky Derby, the horses. I really, I haven't followed uh, much of the horse racing uh, this year, but I do love the, uh, the idea of horse names. You know, the names of horses. And you know they've got some stupid, like, names, the horse names. You can't exceed 18 characters, including spaces. So you can't have super califragilisexpialidocious. Uh, it has to, it may not end in a horse-related term, such as Philly, stallion, mare, black stallion, too easy. Uh, it may not have a name made entirely out of numbers. And any numbers over 30 have to be spelled out. And you can't use a racetrack or one of the top tier races as an inspiration for your horse's name. Now, we've all watched uh, uh, Secretariat, right? Great movie. Love it. 
uh, and they what a hard how they ended up with getting Secretariat because they you know the uh, they called the horse Big Red forever, but they wouldn't let them do Big Red for some reason. They didn't like it as part of their their uh, horse horse name rules and laws. So they ended up with uh, you know Secretary It Secretariat, and that's uh, you know that's how they got their name now. As I'm looking, uh, reading about the uh, horse race yesterday, I find some audio, and we've all heard, you know, all had the, you know, the bad name, uh, the foul named horses race called. You can find that audio anywhere. People calling horse races, and they're using the horse names as, uh, you know, bad names. However, in real life, you know, we do have some horses named, you know, Fifty Shades of Hay, uh, FNX. Uh, and uh, my two favorite, uh, my wife knows everything, and the wife doesn't know. That now, of my- course, of course, I know he's getting ready to play it, but I, I want to play this audio. This is the last half of the race from a couple of years ago, a few years ago. But these two horses, uh, my wife knows everything, and the wife doesn't know, are racing in the same race. This is the last half of this race. The half-mile pole, Lady Mutata by a length and a half. Little Miss Macho is in second. After that comes My Wife Knows Everything in third. On the far outside, The Wife Doesn't Know is moving up and is now fourth and right alongside My Wife Knows Everything. My Wife Knows Everything and The Wife Doesn't Know are moving together on the far turn and they're coming after Lady Mutata coming to the quarter pole. Come on, baby. Lady Mutata in front. Here come My Wife Knows Everything and The Wife Doesn't Know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth. They're into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong, my wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows everything in front. (laughs) To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. Oh, no. (laughs) My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. Yes. Horse racing. Just like life. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Well, I was going to tell you about a brewer that's tasked with turning sewage into booze in Portland, Oregon. Companies using the wastewater treatment operator. He wants to make uh, you know home breweries use their use the the sewage to turn it into booze. And in a related story, I was going to tell you about an underwear patch that makes your human gas smell like mint that you could put on. Huh? And you think to yourself, all of a sudden, you're like, really? I can just wear a patch and it'll be fine? Yes. Yes, you can. It's the underwear patch for the future. 
Greatest invention in the 20th century, some are calling it. <laughs> so if you're drinking the wastewater brew, it may come in handy to have the mint underwear patch for your gas. However, there's breaking news. Breaking news today. And I want you to hear it here first. Okay? Kate Middleton gave birth. We have a new royal baby. Eight pounds, three ounces. She went into the hospital two and a half hours, had the baby. That's what happens. First kid, you go in, you're there forever. You wait. The second kid's like, okay, no, it's not time yet. By the third kid, you're having it at home. But anyway, Kate had a baby girl. Yay! There's a new royal. Yay! And she's going to be so beautiful and so wonderful. It's going to be so great. But you know what's sad about the whole thing? The kid is going to be so great, but you still have your grandpa Prince Charles kid, so don't get too cocky. Okay? You talk about a guy that's got to be bummed about his life, Prince Charles. Now, sure, outwardly he'll say, oh, I've had a good life, and I, you know, Princess Diana died, and I was very sad about that for years, but I was with Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, and I was hopping the fence uh, to go to her even when Diana was around, so I'm just happy to be with her now, and we're happy and we love it. I'm 66, and I'm I'm the prince. I'm the prince, so fine. No way. You know he wanted to be king. And Mama wasn't going to let it happen. Isn't going to let it happen. She wouldn't, she wouldn't let go of that crown for anything. Now, to be honest and to be fair, if you're her and you look at Charles, do you want to give up your crown? No. Ooh. Sometimes you just got to admit, you know what? That kid isn't that bright. We're just going to let him be. Okay? We'll make the best of it, but he's not going to be king. Because I'm really surprised that the queen hasn't accidentally fallen down a staircase in the castle. Oh, no. Oh, no. The queen has fallen. She can't get up. I'm king. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. The new baby girl, the new royal. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. So, my wife takes the kids to the doctor the other day. For their, you know, physical, I don't know what they do. I don't pay attention to what they're doing. 
So they get their physical, and the the, the nurse asks, starts asking my wife all these questions about my 13-year-old son, my 8-year-old daughter, sexually active, how do you... How do you uh, punish them? Do you reprimand them? And my wife says, uh, is uh, none of your business on that list? And the nurse kind of stopped. And and I agree with her. And it's good that I wasn't there because I would not have been that nice. I mean, maybe I would have said, um, yeah, uh, no, that is not your concern. Uh, what your concern is is to give my children a physical, not a mental. You can quote me on that too, and uh, could be in trouble these days. So, I, I back off. Okay, that's not your concern. Is any bruising on my kid? No. All right, then you're good. Shut up. They probably sent somebody. Uh, we're here to make sure to check your house and make sure your kids are okay. Yeah. No. Go away. But as we're talking about this the other night, and I'm really seriously, we're talking, I'm like, we've got to be careful. Because they, you know, in today's world, you can't answer like that. And, you know, and be serious. You might be able to get away with it with, uh, you know, I remember, I remember when uh, my wife was pregnant with one of our kids. I don't know, one of the rugrats running around, and uh, we were at the at the pregnancy dock, and uh, they asked about religion. <laughs> no, yeah, I worship the devil, and she looked at me like I was kidding, and I went, "No, I I worship the devil." You know, I'm surprised that nurse never came back to help my wife ever again every other time we went in there. Because <laughs> it's none of your business. Okay? But then I see a story about medical kidnapping. Medical kidnapping. The story is a threat to every child in America. And it's this huge, long story of all these cases. This lady in Detroit barricaded herself in her house. They sent a SWAT team to take her kid away from her. In the end, she got her kid back. All charges were dropped, period. That is unbelievable. I mean, the news story is mother barricaded with daughter. Yeah, uh, amazing that she was a uh, homeschooled child, and she refused to give the mother refused to give the child this powerful antipsychotic drug, since she was developmentally uh, disabled. Another story says due to vaccines. Okay, maybe, but she was developmentally disabled. No, either way, and she refused to give up our daughter to child protection services. So they called in the SWAT team. I'm not giving my kid these drugs. You can't have her. She's my child. They sent in the SWAT team. And then as you scroll through here, you've got a family in Sacramento. Child Protection Services. 
They came and took the kid. Kansas City family. They put her son into a foster home in Chicago. Amazing. Because she disagreed with the course of treatment for her son. Of course, there's Justin Pelletier's story. We're aware if you listen to The Blaze and the Glenn Beck program, you're aware of Justin Pelletier. Same thing. They disagreed with the course of action, wanted to change doctors. Uh, No, you can't. The Daigle Sisters of Phoenix. And it comes to this story where uh, you may want to stay out of Arizona. Uh, Because uh, Arizona has the highest percentage of children being removed from their biological parents and put into foster care (laughs) than any other state. Arizona. Yay! And they go down this list. Eight-year-old boy because mother seeks second opinion. Mom of two-year-old special needs child asked for help. CPS took him away. CPS takes seven children away from parents after an accident. Home birth babies taken away from parents because they didn't use a hospital. Breastfeeding two-year-old newborn seized from parents because mother has a disability. CPS takes one-year-old baby from mom because she left the hospital too early. She left the hospital too early. That, I mean, we'd be long gone on that. My wife left, like, they were saying, no, you need to stay another day. No, we're out. Give me my kid. I'm going. had children taken away the mother cleared of criminal charges yet they were taken away because they were failure to thrive family for failure to thrive are you kidding me look around failure to thrive and they go down this long list it's never seems like it's never ending i'll tweet it out on my on my twitter jeffy mra and i'll put it up on facebook it's amazing all these stories And the question is, really, does the state have a right to remove the children from your home? We hear it all the time, right? The free-range parenting, same thing. The state knows what's best for your children. State knows what medical procedures you should be doing on your children. They know how you should be raising them. We heard earlier in the week that the state also knows what they should exactly what they should be eating, right? They wouldn't let the school wouldn't let the girl eat her Oreos that the the parents had put in her lunch because they know best. The state knows best. Um, I'm pretty sure um, the state and the government can stay the hell away from me. And my children. And I got, I'm, you know, you walk the line of, well, what about the kids that need help and the families that are really putting children in danger? You better be right. You better be right. Because I don't I'm gonna I almost said some bad things there okay so I won't but we do know that uh, 
the states get more money from the federal government when they take these kids because once they take them, then they get the Medicare and the Medicaid. They pay for the hospital bills. They get the foster care money, right? Everybody ups their money. And as I'm scrolling down through the story, then I see foster kids given drugs at a higher rate. Huh. Adolescent foster kids in California, three and a half times more likely to be on psychotropic drugs than all adolescents in the U.S. California prescribes more powerful drugs over the last decade. Nearly $313 million was spent on the 10 most costly groups of drugs for foster kids. Psychotropic drugs. Wow. So there you go. And you know, who's paying for all of that? You and me. You and me. And I got news for this. You know, we walk that fine line. Now, you, you... but I tell my wife, uh, you know, and, and, and you're at the doctor's office and, you know, they start asking these questions and you get to the point of um, none of your freaking business. Okay. Then they send in the CPS. Uh, you talk about um, uh, if you're at the hospital and you want to change things around and they send in the CPS. You talk about if your kids are out of free-range parenting and you – free-range parenting. <laughs> You're raising your children and they're outside playing by themselves a couple of blocks from the from where you live. And you know where they're at, but that's – you know, you're not helicoptering, hovering over them uh, at all times to make sure that it's possible that they might put a sliver of dirt in their mouth or fall and get a bruise – Where, what place do you feel comfortable saying none of your business and what do you think you're doing? At the schools? Do you think they could call the CPS on you? Do you think they could call the state on you? Feds come in, take your kids away? Schools? Doctors? Law enforcement? All for your children's safety. All for betterment of society it's a wonderful thing and you know what's going to make it even better (laughs) I was just thinking about this oh my gosh you know what's going to make it even better is when we have a national police force oh my gosh things will be so much better when everything can be run by the federal government. <laughs> Think about that for a little bit. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. I talk about that on this show. I'm just talking to, uh, you know, the people that actually work for this program, that do work in New York, not like me who just sit here and, you know, talking to a microphone, but the people who run things. And yes, I'm talking about the new Tesla battery, which, of course, I mean, come on. 
Who doesn't want one of those for the house? I don't care how big that thing is. Back that thing into the side of the house. Let's go. If it's going to save me power money and say, and I can use it as as the battery, so that if it has, if I store too much, I can sell it back. Oh, the power companies are going to be real happy about that. But I'm all for these new Tesla power packs. Yes, yes, I am. I want it. Tesla energy, baby. Okay, I'm all for it. Elon, you're the man. Okay. Okay, how many of you and your boy put rockets up into space? You build your little cars? It's fine. Give me the power from my house. All for it. So we're talking about the Tesla Energy, and my boy Aaron, well, I really like those Teslas. Those are nice. I'd like to drive one. Did you ever? I, yeah, they were nice. They brought them here to the studios. When did that happen? I did not talk about that on the show. Yeah, I did. They drove, brought, We drove it here. You should go to our YouTube channel. YouTube slash The Blaze. Perhaps it's there. <sighs> Love the Teslas. I see them down in driving in this neck of the woods uh, here in uh, Las Colinas and Dallas, Texas, home of Mercury Studios. Uh, see the Teslas. There's people with quite a bit of money in this neck of the woods. And there's some brand new spanking cars driving around that I see all the time that are really, really nice. <laughs> nice. And the Tesla's really, really... I, You know, we're so close to the driverless cars. We're talking about... Uh, and you're going to be on the grid. And you know you're going to be... Sh- you know, it's all you know, it's all for the greater good, right? We're talking about the same thing with the state taking your kids and the power cars and the driverless cars. We've talked about it on this program before. You know, it's going to, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be out there. And you, the person who says, I'm not doing it. I still want to drive. I still love to drive. Uh-huh. Well, you're not going to be able to. Oh, uh, you can own a ranch somewhere with 8 billion acres, and you can drive on that if you want. But you come off, you come out into a public property out with the state. Uh, no. We need to be in control of that because you are unsafe driver. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So that just be ready for that, okay? But I was actually looking at what made me think about the future is that uh, so I've got all these future stories. We've got uh, we have to do a little bit of the uh, uh, Facebook uh, post for the law, which is great. We've got the new drone vandalism and then using drones to vandalize things. I'm really surprised we haven't seen drones uh, in Baltimore, to be honest with you. Uh, when they start riding uh, in my city, I want them to use drones. Fly the drones, drop the tear gas, move on, save the police. You don't want police in your neighborhood? Fine. No police in your neighborhood. No problem. But if you go past this street here, we have drones that are dropping tear gas, and we don't want you to go any farther than that right there. Okay? That's what's coming. Get ready for it. I'm telling you, that's what's coming. And that's what you're going to get with the National Police Force. Man, where have I seen that before? The National Police Force. Where have I seen that before? Somewhere. Somewhere. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out where I've seen it before. I can't figure it out, though, where I've seen the National Police Force and take over the country and just make everybody safer. Where have I seen that before? Anyway, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. 
And as we see all of this, all of the great things of the future, we see the Apple Watch performing. People love it, except unless you have a tattoo, then it screws it up. Can't have a tattoo. And nobody has a tattoo in today's world, huh? (laughs) So I'm sure it can't affect very many of those watches. But uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Then I see a story about a portable washing machine that doesn't need any electricity. And this thing is actually really cool. I mean, as long as I'm not the one having to use it. But it's a little tub. You set the clothes in. It's almost like a salad spinner for clothes. You all remember the salad spinner, right? You bought one off the infomercial. You know you did. Don't don't look at me like you don't know what a salad spinner is. Don't look at me like you threw it away two years ago thinking, man, I thought this was going to be a cool thing. And it sat in your cupboard for three years after you used it twice. Don't look at me like you didn't get a salad spinner. And that's probably what's going to happen with the portable washing machine. But it's really cool that you could use on trips. Or say if there was a time when (laughs) something happened that there wasn't any electricity. (laughs) Yeah. That's never going to happen, though. Never going to happen. We're always going to have that. Let's say there's a time when... You have electricity, but it's so expensive, you try to ration as much as you can. Or maybe even the state is rationing it for you because they know what you need better than you do. Uh, then you have this little portable washing machine. And you put it in, and you have it, it has a foot pump and a release for the water that you put in there. It's really cool. And it has, it's a comp, it clean around six or seven garments. Uh and it just pumps. Huh? Really cool. I'll, I'm going to tweet this out and uh, for the days of no electricity. Uh, and you just pump it, and it's a salad spinner for your clothes. Gets clean. Nice. Rinse it off. It's really it's really kind of cool. I kind of like it. Now, I mean, I like it if somebody else was going to do it. I don't know that I, I want to do it very much, to be honest with you, but... Guess we could. Guess we could. You don't. Nah, never mind. You don't want to use it. It's too much work. Just use electricity. Use it all. All right, big day at the Blaze Radio Network today. Pure Opelka coming up right after my show in about 30 minutes on the Blaze Radio Network. He moves to the two big hours today. And then Andrew WK right after that, 10 to 12 on the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, I believe, is going to be giving away helium heart-shaped balloons with his face on it today. So, whew, that's something to look forward to, huh? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. show is on. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast at 8 o'clock. And then it, launching his first two-hour broadcast of Pure Opelka today. Then the debut of Andrew WK with America WK on the Blaze Radio Network from 10 to noon Eastern. Then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live, all 
on the Blaze Radio Network. So you need go anywhere else than right here. You know, really, you know as well as I do, uh, you don't need to go anywhere else. Those other places, they don't give you what we give you. So don't go anywhere else. We love you. And you should love us back. And that's just the way it is. So I've got a tremendous uh, story. Before I get to the Walking Dead story, I want to tell you this. I found this story last night, and it's fascinating to me, about medieval times and 15 medieval hygiene practices. Now, the headline is 15 medieval hygiene practices that might make you queasy. And, of course, you know, hey, that hooked me. I clicked through them, okay? So it's all about the clicks, and I got it. So they talk about chamber pots. You know what chamber pots are, right? Chamber pots were the containers for collecting, you know, urine overnight, right? When you're upstairs or you're somewhere in the middle of the night, you don't want to go outside to the to the loo. You have your little chamber pot where you just use for your urine every night. Makes you yearn for those good old days, right? Right. And of course, if, uh, in the uh, in the old tenements and buildings and stuff, they used to just pour it out the window. So that must that was fun in those days, walking down the street in the morning, the chamber pots being poured out on you. Now, uh, leaves, moss, that was the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, how about that, huh? Something to look forward to as we go back to medieval times. Now, the uh, people of wealth used lamb's wool and not leaves and moss. Okay? So, if you had a little money, you used lamb's wool. Okay? And when you needed a gig and you were, you know, said, well, I need a job. It's medieval times. I didn't die from any plague. Maybe I can work for the king. The king. All the kings had royal bum wipers. <laughs> so tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday or whenever you go to work next, whenever you go to your job and you think to yourself, you're on your way and you're thinking, oh, I just don't want to do this job anymore. Think to yourself, you know, I could have been a royal bum wiper. This job's not too bad. They used a Cirrus lead makeup. Which made their face look all white and it finally made them pale and look. But it was all lead, so they all got poisoned with it. It's nice. Oh, medieval times were great. Great. Now you had the nose gaze when walking in a crowd. So everybody smelled so great out on the streets that uh, you had your little uh, little handheld uh, or wrapped around your wrist, little bouquet, bouquet of flowers herbs, something that you can put up to your nose and smell so when you're on the street and you're walking with the people and some of the odor of the medieval times came on you, uh, you know, you want to smell your little nose gay. Okay? Just a little nose gay. Uh, using the, they used the same bath water. Public baths were popular in the 13th century. <laughs> because of the scarcity of firewood, uh, used to heat the bath, uh, it became an expensive practice. So they used the old public baths to keep it warm. And 
I mean, how much fun would that be, huh? Uh, laundry scoured in lye made of ashes and urine. Ancient Romans believed in the ability of urine to remove stains. Use that to clean their clothes. I'm sure. Now they had the uh, the privies and the garter robes. Those that was your bathroom, really. Uh, the Tudor houses used the toilets. Uh, there were slabs of wood. You know, they're just outhouses, but they were more of a, a, a larger area for the bigger places, uh, you know, called a, a garter robe. It was the, the medieval times outhouse. And the, the way it was set up in the medieval times in the castles that the hole in the floor or, you know, wherever it was that you sat in your garter robe, your waist went right into the moat. So I'm sure the outside of castles with their moats smelled great. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They didn't change their clothes much. King James of Scotland wore the same clothes for months even sleeping them on an occasion. He's like homeless. He's a king. He's homeless. And uh, he didn't like to take a bath either. He thought it was bad for his health. So they had those wigs infested with lice. Yeah, great stuff. And the the rich people used to shave their heads because they liked the wigs and they didn't want the lice to get in their hair. But the periwigs that they used to wear, yeah, those had uh, those had lice too. This was the one of the weirdest things that I thought hmm, kind of weird. Uh, they were they really liked the way they looked, right? I mean, they had they used the the lead mix to make their face look pale. That was the fashion of the day, the high fashion, and the and the wigs. But when their eyebrows didn't look fashionable, they masked them with tiny pieces of skin from a mouse. (laughs) Now how hot do you look? Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now they had their cesspits, which is where they put backed up, put all their waste and stuff. That was a big deal back then. You had to do something with the waste because, ooh boy. If you don't empty the waste pit, cesspits every so often, oh boy, big trouble. What's going on back there? We haven't emptied the cesspit in a while. It'd be a tough job to do. Now we got to talk a little Walking Dead. I don't know, I'm not going to play the sounder because that's only for the season. Okay, it's, it's over. The Walking Dead, regular Walking Dead, doesn't come on until I don't know the year 2025, and the new Walking Dead comes out in the year 2020 or something like that. I know it's October and in the summer. Shut up. I got it. it. Just feels that long. But the guy who played uh, plays uh, played played Tyrese. I guess he shows up in dreams every now and then. So Tyrese uh, in The Walking Dead. Uh, Chad Coleman. He's also on The Wire, which I didn't realize, and I haven't looked at his IMDb. Uh, I'm sure his. Uh, IMDb. Let's see. Let's click on it real quick. He's done. Oh, he's done some Law and Order, The Expanse, Always Sunny, Teenage Daughter. Any big movies though? Really not really. He did a Criminal Minds. Which was the Criminal Minds? Huh. Go back and look at those. I, I like Criminal Minds, by the way. 
uh, in plain sight. Oh yeah, grand theft. He's done a lot of work. He's got. He's done a lot of work. He's riding the and he's riding the. He's with the people. He's one of the people. He's got. A, he's done a lot of work. I hope he hasn't blown all his cash. Because he was on the subway. It's a big story up on the Blaze right now, and uh, he seemed to be, to me, possibly under the influence of something. Could be wrong. He just seemed that way. He was on the subway and he's under the influence. And it is it is the city, baby. So, you know, it does happen from time to time that people under the influence of different items gets on the subway. And apparently somebody, was, they were looking at him on the subway like they trying to figure out if they knew him. And someone said, man, we don't know that N-word. And he... He got all pissed, and he started shouting at the subway car and walking up and down, shouting. Uh, <laughs> I am on the wire of the Walking Dead. My name is Chad L. Coleman. And he goes, I'll tweet it out uh, at my Twitter Jeffy MRA, and I'll put it up on Facebook. It's really, it's really funny. However, it is there is some language on it. Okay, so it's not safe for work, or depending on your work, it might be safe for your work, but it's pretty funny. Uh, he gets a little mad when people apparently didn't know who he was, and they were just trying to figure out who he was, and they didn't like the idea that he was unhappy. They didn't know who he was, so he made them aware of who he was, and. Before we leave today, I've got a little bit of time left. I want to be sure that you know that today is, I told you about Piro Pelka going to two hours and the possibility of you getting a heart-shaped helium balloon with Mike's face on it for the celebration. I told you about Andrew WK uh, premiering on the Blaze Radio Network today, 10 to noon Eastern. I told you about the, uh, it's the Kentucky Derby Day, right? So you got the Kentucky Derby. I told you about uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao tonight. Huge fight. You know, opportunity to opportunity to do that. You've got baseball. You know, all day it's baseball season. Uh, NFL draft is still going on. Uh, but I didn't tell you about this, and I was I I, I apologize because this is something that we all need to celebrate. Okay, today is March May second, two thousand fifteen. Why is that day significant? It is the first Saturday of May. What happens on the first Saturday of May? Are you looking at me like you don't know? Today, this is why I wanted to remind you, because this is a celebration we all have to celebrate. This is an annual tradition now. It's been going on for 10 years. This is the 10th anniversary of World Naked Gardening Day. So get out there and do a little naked gardening. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher. Hey! Hi, welcome to it, you know, the show, 
Jeff Fisher. That's me. Wow. <laughs> and then I start talking. That's how it works. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pure Opelka coming up immediately after this broadcast. Then right into Andrew WK in America WK, his premiere show on the Blaze Radio Network, 10 to noon Eastern. And you might as well stick with us. Got Sunday broadcasting, David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D, Gun Talk, Wall Bill. I mean, come on. And then you've got weekdays, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, you remember that guy, uh, Buck, Sexton, Buck Sexton, uh, who's the other guy in the afternoon again? Oh, yeah, Jay Severn. And then uh, there's a couple guys after Jay that come on. The heck is that show? Oh, yeah, Pat and Stu. So, uh, you know, don't go anywhere else than the Blaze Radio Network, okay? Yes, that's right. Now, one of the things that the future will bring, be sure to uh, be careful all the pictures you have on your social media sites and uh, what you're saying on your social media sites because uh, evidence of life on Facebook could be used against you in a court of law. Yes, that's right. Your pictures, what you're talking about, who you're talking to. We already heard earlier that uh, a judge said that the lady could uh, serve her divorce papers on Facebook. They couldn't find the guy, so serve him on his Facebook page. So she filed for divorce on, on her Facebook page. Yay! Social media, wonderful thing. Yay. Yay. And let me leave you with this. The next time you're eating tuna. Do you eat tuna fish? You like tuna? I do, kind of. Every so often I like tuna. My kids love the stupid stuff. It's tuna this and tuna that. Okay, got it. But it's not bad. However, um, two workers were charged... In a case, former safety manager Saul Flores and director of plant operations Angel Rodriguez. They still work at the plant. They were charged. They work for Bumblebee Foods. So Bumblebee Foods, along with those two employees who work for the company, charged in connection with a plant employee who burned to death in an industrial pressure cooker. How bad does that suck? Jose Molina, 62, inside the 35-foot oven for maintenance. These two guys loaded it with six tons of tuna. And then turned it on. So let alone the six tons of tuna on you. Uh, Then you get cooked to death as well. Wow. Now, I'm hoping, it doesn't say it in this story, I'm hoping that that particular six tons of tuna didn't make it to the can. But you never know. You never know. So the next time you have tuna, just think of bumblebee tuna getting cooked in the pressure cooker. Anyway, have a great day. Great weekend. Great week. Thanks for being here. Anybody told you you look great today? No? Well, you do. You look fantastic except you're not gonna wear this that all day is the are jeff you? fisher show only on the blaze radio network